Hi, I'm Dennis Cornelison. If you downloaded this, then you probably already know that Darker Projects is one of the premier producers of quality audio fiction on the internet. But did you ever wonder what goes on behind the scenes? This podcast takes you inside the creative process with interviews from various cast and crew members. You'll find out things you never knew. Welcome to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. We interrupt this broadcast to bring the following special bulletin. It seems that writers of short stories and novels alike all across the wide world have come to appreciate writing for another medium, audio theater. We bring you first to England, where writing sensation Miles Reed speaks of this unnatural obsession. Hello, my name is Miles Reed, and I'm a writer for Dark Projects. Uh, I've been writing since what seems for like forever, and I like to think I've grown from my rather embarrassing starts, and you know, to, from you know, when I was a young when I was a young child to where I am now. Uh, I've written both short stories and started or planned out many novels, which have all gone unfinished at the moment. To this date, I've only ever sent off one short story to a paying publication, which is the British science fiction magazine Interzone, and got a rejection within 72 hours by postal mail. So at this point, you're probably thinking, this guy knows nothing, and you're probably right. Anyway, carrying on. Uh, I've always been a fan of, of the audio medium ever since I was growing up. It was something I'd always grown up with and really, really loved. And I guess I don't have a real preference between what I prefer to write between audio and prose. You know, both have similarities and they have differences. And one can do something, one could be easy to write in some respect, while another, well, then in another respect it's completely difficult to write. But, in a way, audio is a lot easier to write than prose because everything is boiled down into what you hear. You don't have to write huge amounts of descriptions of the scenery or how the characters feel. I mean, you can do, you obviously, you need to paint a picture for the listen for the audience at home to listen to and allow them to form the image in their heads. But you don't need to go into huge amounts of world building. Which is always good if you're lazy or you just suck at writing description. But since everything you hear is the most important part of the audio play, the main problem is having to write good quality dialogue, since dialogue has to be read by actual, real-life breathing people. It has to be sound like it can actually be said by a person and and really just not realistic or unbelievable or just incredibly bad writing. If you're lucky in 9 times out of 10 you are, the actors will actually save your dialogue and actually make it sound good. But you can't write any old tat and think, hey, the audience will be my, the actor will be my safe net. I mean... Remember, as Harrison Ford said of the dialogue in the, Star- in the first Star Wars film, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. 
because on the other hand, you are restricted to a running time. I mean, with a novel, you can take as long as you want to flesh out the world and the characters. You can go into backstory, you can go into, into detail, you can go into subtlety. and The most important thing in writing an audio drama is to keep into, keep into account the length of the production and thus the pacing. Um, a 30-minute night terror story, it can't drag and it, it can't be slow. You know, you have the story has to. You have at best in a thirty-page script, you have to establish the characters and set up the story within about the first five minutes, first five pages. Then spend about fifteen, twenty minutes slash pages. And I'm going with the basic idea that one page of script is equal to one minute runtime. I might be wrong. And then you spend about 15, 20 minutes telling the actual meat of the story. Then spend the last five minutes, five, ten minutes, wrapping it up in a satisfactory conclusion or an unsatisfactory conclusion, depending on what you're going to go with for your ending. If you're going to go with a, and they all lived happily ever after, or a kind of, holy crap, that wasn't what I expected to happen. They're all screwed. Style ending, which you know you get from any basic Twilight Zone. Uh, I mean, okay, this unfortunately does mean you ca- you can't have needless exhibition or background de- details. All you can tell is the story you have on hand. In a way, it's the sh- it's the same with uh, a written short story. Uh, you usually, if you write them for a publication then you'll have to usually, um, you, you usually have, most magazines have a set guideline word count of at least between, from 2,000 words, which is probably the small, the shortest you can tell a proper story with for most magazines, and then to about 10,000 words, which at that point stops being a short story and goes more towards novella length. And like the audio play, the short story, you only really have enough time to tell the story you have at hand. I mean, you have a bit more room for a bit more experimentation or a bit more expositional background. But you're still deprived of having the full ultimate freedom of writing a novel. So you really can't say, I like working in that format or that format, because both of them, well, they're, they're all good, but it all really depends what how you think the story is best told or whether you want the story to go for audio. I mean, in some way, adaptations of books or comics are possibly best suited to audio, because then... You don't have the listener going, oh, I never expected bloody blah to look like bloody blah, or for that, or, you know, it doesn't look like how I imagined it. So, keep listening to www.dataproject.com and to many fine shows and serials which are out there at the moment. Uh, particularly listen to mine, which uh, 
in the five minute fears moment which is are you watching me look meat and every step of the way with a few more in the pipeline well if i've inspired you to actually try a hand at it well good luck you need it bye Taking now to beautiful Sweden, home of the young author Armand Borgham, who quite coincidentally shares the same mysterious attraction between the two styles of novel writing and audio theatre scripting. Hello, my name is Armand Borgham, and I've been with Dogger Projects since January 2006, so that's more than a year now. During that time, I've written a couple of scripts, one for Dark Matter and one for Night Terrors. I think the first real story that I wrote was an assignment for school where we were supposed to write a fairy tale. This was like in 6th or 7th grade, I'm 18 now, and I wrote a little saga about a blacksmith who is basically the town outcast, and he's forced to go out and find a magic stone which will save his kingdom against evil forces. I called it the stone. Not the most original story, but nevertheless, it was mine. And holding that bundle of pages in my hand felt great. It's like an instant rush of adrenaline, and I think it's the same for anyone who is doing something creative. I know I still feel this sometimes when writing, the sense of wonder. I think whenever you read or listen or see something that feels that way, the writer probably felt it too, ten times as much. We are peculiar creatures, but when everything in a story finally clicks, there is no comparison. Some people go ride motorcycles. I write. Naturally, the more complex a story is, the greater the satisfaction, and in terms of complexity, few things beat the novel. More about this later. I continued writing other short stories as I got older, and even started on a novel project a few years ago. Now, I think my style has always been quite to the point. Whenever I have an idea for a story, I quickly try to get a sense of what the story is about at its core, and then make it about that. I know that sometimes it becomes too much. Mark Twain said something along the lines of, one should not overly preach, but covertly teach. And that's very true. You certainly have to dig deep into the issue at hand, but not so much that it becomes a moral lecture, and I think that I still have some work to do on that point. When I choose what format to write in, often it's the format that chooses me. I mean, it could sound a bit harsh, but I've actually sat down and thought, alright, I'm gonna write a Dark Matter episode. What's it gonna be about? And I know I can do this, because I love sci-fi, I have a ton of science fiction stories in me, so I just have to bring out one that fits the audio format and make it the best it can be. As for the short stories and novels, it's the themes and complexity that decides. If I want to deal with a lot of different things and have a really intricate story with a world background, I can't really do that in just one short story. I'm going to have to do a whole series of them, or write a novel. I can't really say that I favor one format over the other. It's more about how well I've managed to use the format's virtues to my advantage. Completing a novel probably beats the most, but it also takes the longest time, and every story can't be told with a novel without padding it immensely so I tend to prefer working on several different stories in the format that fits the best, because it's challenging and keeps my mind fresh. Because the scripting process for audio drama is quite different than writing prose, I really have to learn to think in ways I'm not used to. 
A diplomatic answer, but it's true. As you may or may not know, at Darker Projects there's a writer's list where all the writers can post their work in progress or finished scripts and comment on each other's works. I haven't personally been very active on that list, but I do think it's important that it exists, because not only does it encourage commenting on scripts, but it's also a place where two writers might decide they want to join up and try to work on a project together. Also, New writers posting to the list can ask for advice and learn more about how someone else's writing process looks like. Wrap up our special report, we spin the globe once again and wind up in the land of the Kiwis. That's right, New Zealand, where veteran author Paul Mannering tells of his recent conversion to this unholy cult of audio theatre writing. This is Paul, behind the scenes talk about my writing experience. When I started writing I would have been about eight. Um, I'd run out of things to read and it just seemed like the next logical thing to do. Um, you know, I was out running around the farm and things with friends and neighbours and stuff and playing, I guess, sort of, you know, the cowboys and Indians and war and all that sort of thing. And, yeah sometimes when there's nothing else to do and you've read everything you can, writing stuff was just another way to um, get the ideas out, to, to pull all that creative energy into something. So yeah, that's pretty much when I started writing, about eight years old, haven't really stopped since. But I must admit that during the last year, um, working on audio scripts, actually putting all that together has really done a lot for my ability to write dialogue. Um, I always used to have real trouble sort of making dialogue feel like it was natural and so now I really enjoy writing um, audio scripts because there's so much freedom and there's always that reward at the end of having it produced and hearing what it sounds like and having it all come to life. When it comes to writing things like novels as opposed to an audio script uh, you have to have that slow build up, you have to maintain a reader's interest, you've got to grab them in the first page or they'll won't even bother and it's a long-term project um, you have to create all this imagery you have to look at the words you're using have a good vocabulary um, have a good structure grammatical sense all those things so it's really hard work if you're writing a, a script you tend to just be able to sit there and bang things out um, like you know someone says this and insert a sound effect after that if you need to you don't need to sit there and describe and, and create an image for the imagination so I think yeah I'd prefer audio drama at the moment perhaps it's just my current in thing. Short stories I also enjoy because they can be quick and sharp and it's a good way to get an idea out on paper and be creative with it without having to invest a year of your life and seeing it come right through which is good for someone who perhaps isn't the best at getting things finished. My writing experience with DP has really been quite varied. Um, I've written some great scripts and felt really proud of them and I've also written some dungers which quite realistically and um, I have no regrets about it were rejected um, 
So yeah, I have enjoyed it and certainly working on everything from five minute fears where you've got to put an entire story into the audio equivalent of flash fiction, of flash fiction right up through to uh, these epic features I've written scripts for, um, you know, 100 plus pages, uh, things like scripting autumn, you know, working from a book and writing a script adaptation of that, adaptation of that was really quite challenging but also really rewarding. I find the style of writing we have kind of does work. There has to be, always has to be feedback and people have to be open to receiving it and giving it and it has to be constructive criticism. If something didn't work then why didn't it work and what's a way you can do it better? Um, I've found really good stuff from people doing that. I do try to help others with their writing. I mean I always put myself out there and say look if you need help or questions or advice or anything and I'm always keen. Um, it's not because I think I'm a great writer or I'm better than anyone else. I just really like to see other people be creative and um, I really like reading new things too. So, um, And I think that editing other people's work and critiquing it helps my writing because it makes me more critical of what I'm writing. So I can look at that and go, yeah, I wouldn't have done it like that and this is why. So when I come to write something like that, I can go, hang on, I've already got that idea in mind that no, I would do this differently or approach it differently. I think the model of authors helping each other does work. I would not agree that it's a waste of time at all. Um, I think what you need is a core group of writers who are prepared to contribute work on a regular basis and create a peer support network. Writers who have helped me, I think everyone at DP from other writers to actors to all the production crew have been really useful not just in writing audio drama but in writing everything I write because they've helped me look at things in a whole different way and pointed out again what works and that feedback's always been really good. Honestly I think the biggest problem with most of the stuff I see that's written by other people especially for audio scripts is they don't pay attention to basic English like grammar, sentence construction, um, and things like that. They have these great ideas in their head, but they're not thinking beyond what's in their head. They're not thinking, how is this going to sound? How is this going to work? Um, and you need to be aware of that. What's the medium you're putting it out there for? And yeah, I'd say always keep reading, keep listening, and never stop asking questions. That's probably the best way to learn anything about any kind of writing. That's all for now. We'll keep you posted as the stories continue to roll in. Until then, good night and good luck. You've been listening to Behind the Scenes at Darker Projects. Featured in this episode was Miles Reed, Armin Borgum, and Paul Mannering. This series is produced by Ellie Hirschman. Post-production on this episode by Dennis Cornelison. The executive producer of Darker Projects is Eric Busby. Theme music by Oakman's Dreamland. Downloads available at soundclick.com. This has been a Darker Projects production. For more audio and podcasts, please visit www.darkerprojects.com. Dark 
I was a cop for 10 years. Five of those were undercover narcotics work. That kind of work never really got to me, and I heard all kinds of wild stories. But this place? <laughs> I warned you, this place is haunted, and it attracts all sorts of weird goings on. Fairpoint and the rest of the board don't see it, almost all of the staff doesn't, the folk who visit don't see it, but, you know, some of the madness that I've been through, to say nothing of what you've been through since you've been here. Yet we stay. It's addictive, isn't it? Just like a drug. Plus the fact that this museum has an excellent reputation in the right scholarly circles, so it looks good on the old resume. Even though it's a lot like being trapped in a rerun of the Twilight Zone. Mr. Nash, you seem very accepting of all of this. You strike me as someone who, well, should be a serious skeptic. Ma'am, I've been here for six months. In those six months, I've seen and experienced a few things that just don't make sense. There are several people like that here. I'm just glad we're not all crazy. Oh, you're not crazy. Not yet. Coming in mid-July from darker projects. Tales from the Museum. A miniseries written by Charles Russell. Starring Perry Whittle as Keith Nash. Available only at darkerprojects.com